So Zach, you know, I was just thinking about Jimmy Neutron before. That's a great show, right? Oh, absolutely. Love that I show. Mean, perfect. She Eric, has my you episodes? No, I didn't. Oh man, it's great. You should really get to watch. You know what? Uh, we're getting near the end of the first season. I had an idea, Mark, uh, before our second season begins. We do the movie. We talk about it. Or talk about Turtle. I'm all right. You, you, you guys go ahead. I'm okay. No, man, it's going to be really funny. Trust me. It's going to be really good. Eh, I, I don't know. I, I don't well, know. We're going to get like a whole thing. It's going to be hilarious. You should, really, you should do it. Uh, my uh, my girlfriend hasn't been feeling well. I think, I, I think I'm going to sit this one out. Listen, man. I don't think you get what I'm saying. You, I think you should do it. It's going to be really fun. It's a great podcast. We're going to have a lot of crossover listeners with Nickelodeon fans. 90s kids. Only 90s kids remember that movie. Yeah, uh, I'll think about it. All right, can we just move on? No, no, no. I, Zach, am I wrong here? You think you should do the episode? Well, uh, all I know for sure is that I can confirm I am a '90s kid, and I do remember that movie. Thank you. So you see what I'm saying? Here. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll think it. I'll think about it. Can we move on? No, we need your perspective because it'd be really great to see what you thought about the movie. All right, I'll think about it. In contrast it. to what we. Uh, well, you're done. you thought about it. Why don't you think about it some less and do I'll let, it some more? I'll let you know. Let's let's keep going. Uh, can't. I mean, come on. I'm not trying to be pushy here. I'm just saying, it's not saying you're really fun. No, I know. I got the it. Podcast. I get it. Uh, let's. I I I really don't want to. I if I listen. Have, I don't. I don't want to push you. But I mean, come on. If I have the really time, fun. I'll watch. I'll watch uh, Jimmy Jimmy the Baby Boy with you. If not, okay. Uh, it's not called that. It's called Jimmy Trying Boy Genius. You know this. I said it. Very clearly. All right. Well, let's. Can we? Can we start recording? It's recording what? Turtles. Oh, the show. Right. You know we're not done with this, right? We're gonna talk about that here. All right. That's fine. Let's go. Come on. You know I do a lot for you. I'm not gonna fucking drop this off too much like that. One oh seven. Here we go. What's up? It's me, the crazy dog. Ah, we're all wearing sunglasses in the dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't see our Hawaiian t-shirts in the dark. Talking about 107 Entourage. <laughs> My throat hurts so much. Why? Zach, welcome back to the show for the first time. Yes, thank you for having me for the first time. Yeah. Oh, man. Intro. <laughs> you can stop the voice now. It's done. All right. Sorry. Are you? I am. Sincerely sorry. Well, you are wearing the sorry t-shirt. I mean, it's for the board game, but me and I don't think it's apology. It's a Bada Bing t-shirt. I don't know. Bada Bing? Yeah. Like oh, oh, um, yeah, good for us, got it. Anyway, let's let's get to the episode one hundred and seven. What the fuck was this called? Uh, the scene. Ah, uh, the scene. Now, this was probably the worst episode of Trash to date. Yeah, that's the worst one we've covered. This was a gross episode. 
Uh, yeah, it was. Why? Why was it gross? Well, should we get started? Like at the beginning part before we get to why it's gross? Because I mean, if we get into why it's gross, we're gonna jump all over the place. Yeah, let's, just so uh, many reasons. Minutes. I know, but there's like so many reasons that we gotta start beginning. So shut up. Well, okay. Before we get into it, do we, uh, Zach? Uh, were you a fan of Entourage? Did you watch Entourage in full when it first ran? Uh, yeah, Entourage was the show that made our family, when I was a teenager, get HBO. Like, it was a what? Bit, yeah, so we didn't have HBO, and my wow. older sibling just loved Entourage, and that is the reason why we became HBO subscribers. Wow. Which is so embarrassing in hindsight, but it makes sense. It made sense at the time. Yeah. Yeah, we I were... Mean, early 2000s were a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. The show is such I mean, a product yeah. of its time, too. This episode in particular. Mm-hmm. My God. In what? In what way? This whole episode is like a case in amber, waiting to be discovered. Because it was yeah. just at the point where things were relatively modern as we now know it, but like blatant homophobia was completely acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> like our the show looks great, one of the mi- but it is has the most ugly center possible. Ugly what? This has the most ugly center of the show. Ugly center, like, just, like yeah, like a like, like, ugly... a like a tall basketball player who, who gets rebounds. I don't understand basketball. Either. Or or a short guy who wears a uh, snapback hats and uh, big white cotton t shirts underneath basketball jerseys. No, it's ugly on the outside, ugly on the inside. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like uh, the name of the show. Yeah, Entourage. Of the of our show, oh talking, talking about the turtle, the uh, ugly center of Entourage, the ugly, ugly center of our show, yeah, the doughy nougaty center. Ooh, I want to eat turtle's heart. Be delicious. He's, he's probably got a creamy white center in there somewhere. It's called being from Queens. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no offense to our <laughs> listeners from Queens. Fuck Queens. Are we saying fuck Queens? Um, we fuck are Queens saying fuck Chesky. Queens Boulevard because E. I am Queens Boulevard, though. I can't wait to get to that scene. So we get a little movement on that Queens Boulevard front where we meet uh, the director of the film. Uh, played, by, uh, played by... Billy, uh, Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder's in, the, in this episode. He's 80. He's playing himself. And he's a little bit debauched for his age. Yeah. That's what makes it so funny, because old man saying they have racist homophobic things. They have a 120-year-old uh, Billy Wilder playing a 20-year-old upstart film director. <laughs> New on the Hollywood scene. Kind of interesting casting choice. But, like, yeah. every everybody who knows show business knows that Billy Wilder hangs out at the Chateau Marmont and, uh, you know, is just right. surrounded by 90-pound bikini-laden women who are yeah, drunk out of, of their minds on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's like in the middle of the week, uh, and they're just all kind of fucking hanging around. On they it. have no jobs, apparently. I guess not. I guess No not. one has a job in the Entourage universe, really. Except for, Except for the people who are made to serve them. Yeah. Like the gardeners who garden in uh, the manch the, man the boys live at. Well, yeah, that, but they're their they're, they're lessers. You know, of of course, the lessers have have jobs. Yeah. The, the masters, a lot of work. Yeah. The the way it should be in society, in a white mm-hmm. society. 
Yeah. In a right privileged society, I agree. Um, so what's the plot of this episode? Well, basically, the framework of this is that they go to meet uh, Billy... Oh, my God. How do I forget his name? He's in the Walsh. fucking show forever. Billy Walsh. Bi- yeah. Billy Ball Walsh. Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. They meet with him the first time, and it's a little bit of an eccentric meeting because he's apparently staying out at the Chateau Marmont for years, days, weeks, months. It's a really expensive uh, hotel, too. Yeah. How is he getting that money? Because we see later in the movie, his first movie, and yeah. it's not a very expensive-looking movie. It's like a perfume commercial. Yes. So I'm very much wondering how he got some money. He has to be some kind of like trust fund baby, right? Um, or he got an advance somehow, maybe for his. But Queens Boulevard is also indie, because uh, well, I think Vince is getting paid. They're offering Vince like sixty thousand dollars, right? Yeah, but as a director and a writer, you might, and he's probably talked his way into like a you know an EP slot, even though it's not a huge production. He might amazing like EP too. He may have talked his way into maybe a decent advance yeah. to piss away. It might not even it might not even be his room because there's so many people yeah. in that suite. Yeah, who are like maybe doing their rich. own thing. So yeah. well, there's a great introduction to the Billy Walsh character. Yeah, where there's a great tracking shot. Yeah, which is very impressive. Yeah, where it goes through all this mayhem that's going on. All these girls doing it's like almost out of Wolf of Wall Street. Very well directed. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of similar to a, a shot we talked about. Um, uh, a couple episodes back, where you know it's uh, like a uh, like a French New Wave sh- uh, handheld shot, you know, circling around Emily and E outside of one of the clubs that they were at, and it's kind of unbroken for a while. And um, you know, and then there's a 3D image of someone standing on a bench imposed onto that. Yeah, I don't remember that part. And then yeah. uh, and then we get this tracking shot, um, which I don't know. It's it's kind of it, it was a reminder that. Uh, Entourage had a little something. It seemed to give a shit a, a little bit, uh, it, you know, in certain instances, uh, visually and, and from a, you know, Well, I would say it, lo- it looks very well on the show, visually. I'm yeah. very impressed with how kind of fluid the camera is. It looks well. It looks like it's been yeah. eating a lot. It's It's been, you know, fe- being fed. It's been yeah. getting enough rest. Uh, but also, I want to get back to the Wall Street comparison because, I mean, while Wolf of Wall Street is meant to indict these people for their horrible lifestyle, it's very clearly where Entourage is like meant to rebel in it. Where it's like, oh man, is this Billy Walsh character cool? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of depicted as like this loose cannon, um, loose, loose cannon guy. But I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's super obvious in Wolf of Wall Street until the very end that this lifestyle is being, uh, you know, indicted. I would say so. Yeah. Unless you're stupid. This show only wants to indict one thing, and that's people who receive blowjobs. Right. Yeah. This episode in particular. Fucking gays. This is the fucking gays from men. episode. Yeah. 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 People who receive blowjobs from men. Um, the lesbians are hard in the right bows. Yeah, because it's, that makes my pee-pee hard, so that's cooler. Gonna put my pee-pee in your pee-pee. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Should a- we get into the Adam Sandler movie? Why? It's really good. The lines they... Uh, oh, I, I, I looked at it. I don't think we... The lines that leaked are hilarious. Yeah. Sits on face. Oh, so good. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Netflix, you paid handsomely for a good reason. Well, yeah, because Netflix rhymes with wet chicks. 
they said in the official uh, press release when they made that deal. That's what. Oh my God! Are you serious? That's what Adam Sandler was quoted saying about the partnership. Seriously? He's like, I had. Let me let me pull up the exact quote. Netflix rhymes with wet chicks. Look it up, Zach. Look it up. Google auto completed it. it. I typed in Netflix rhymes and it auto completed with wet chicks. Jesus, that's not how. What is wrong with him? I I don't understand. I don't. I I thought he was like a little more self-aware. Like he's done some good dramatic work. I think he's entirely self-aware. He's just giving people what they demonstrate they want. He's just that cynical. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because when he hasn't he, done anything, the more he tries, the less they make. Like there's a very yeah. clear through line in his movies about Funny what works and what doesn't. Made nothing. Punch of Love made nothing. And so when he tries, it doesn't go well. Man yeah. for me didn't do as well either. Yeah, it, but not at the box office. But he's he he got a little bit of yeah. But know, I don't think that means anything to him. I, he's rolling in money. I mean, it should. I mean, he should be somewhat aware of his legacy as an actor. Um, in addition, I think to he's him. aware. I just don't think he cares. Yeah, like does doing punch drunk love buy his friends' houses? Does, does he Al- get does, his bankrupt Saturday Night Live friends' money? Yeah, like does Alan Covert get a new car because he did Rain Over Me? No. Right. Adam Sandler's he's just doing a, the right he, thing here. I gotta get my friends money to do my shitty movies. No, but I feel like he he always has that well to go to. I feel I I just didn't like the, the, this whole these scripts. I feel like I think that ruins his brand. He thinks. Really? Like yeah. His, like his his. People are gonna get put off by how weird he's being. Uh, his and fans then look at. And they did two movies in a row, which both bombed what, horribly. Funny, funny people and no, uh, Men, Women, and Children and uh, The Cobbler. He was both. in Men, Women, and Children. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. Guys, he's in that and the worst movie of the decade. Oh, I, I cannot wait to watch that. It I read the, the I read the novel. Um, I didn't see the film. How was the novel? Nah. Uh, the guy who wrote it is um kind of has these like quirks. Uh, so I didn't expect the movie to be that good. Um, but it wasn't as bad as I hear the movie is. So I don't know. I still. I, I, I say I, this is. I say this is someone who even liked Labor Day, kind of. Oh my god! And like a big noted Jason Reitman fan up until yeah, this Reitman point. Did that. Yeah, I thought Young Adult was great. Yeah, Young Adult's my one of my favorite movies of the last few years. I love Juno. Uh, Thank you for smoking's quite fun. I uh, like Up in the Air a lot. Yeah. See, so all these great, like four great movies and one okay one, and then it's just. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when it's like the worst major studio release I've seen in quite some time. And that includes the Happy Madison films made by a guy who said the following quote. When these fine people came to me with an offer to make four movies. Wait, can you read that as Adam Sandler, please? (laughs) Uh, I I don't. Can I do an Adam Sandler voice? I don't know if I can. Just do it. It'll be great. Do like the baby voice he used to do. When these fine people came to me with an offer to make four movies for them, I immediately said yes for one reason and one reason only. Netflix rhymes with wet chicks, said Sandler. Let the streaming begin. What? That's horrifying. That was a horrible, that was not the voice at all. I know what voice. No, it was perfect. That was exactly what we needed. Anyway, 
I can do that. <laughs> anyway, Entourage. Yeah. Uh, they get to where they meet, and they read the script. E comes back horrified. Frothing at the s- mouth. He's got sweat dripping off his brow. His eyes are bulging out. His little man, his little manlet arms are bulging. He's scared. His, his little manlet, his little manlet arms are bulging. <laughs> the little muscles are about to explode out of his body. He's so beta. Yeah, he's a little little boy trying to be a big boy. This is all serious. It's gonna turn and, into like an MRA, like yeah. Grand Wizard meeting. <laughs> it hasn't already. <laughs> anyway, he's. He's comes in horrified. He's read the scene. He goes, Vince, they want you to blow a guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he doesn't even. They want Vince to get blown by a guy. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's about like five thousand times less worse in their minds. Technically, it should be. But it's still good. 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 Gay. Yeah, and and it's. Does he think that? Like Vince is actually gonna have to receive a blowjob, or it's just the idea of a man's head hovering near his groin for a for a, a scene. Is that upsetting to him? That's upsetting. They I think need Vince like... to be a sex symbol. You can't be a sex symbol if people think you're gay. Right. Oh, right. Movie. And yeah, doesn't exactly. Sean doesn't Shauna freak out about it later on too? Yeah, Shauna's like, yeah. "Oh, Vince is gonna be getting blown by a guy. Get him off my set." <laughs> I want that queer around me. What? I don't want that queer. <laughs> I don't want that queer around me. <laughs> I like how uh, E's all pissed off. You know, we have to get approval from the director now. Uh, yeah, because that's the guy who's running the fucking movie. Like, what? Where? What planet are you living on? He lives on E Planet, which is from Pepperoni U. He's like so indignant that. That they need a meet and greet with the director. This whole season is basically E being indignant about everything. Like, oh, we have to get the producer? Oh, you didn't read the script? Oh, yeah. I told you about this. You didn't read it. Oh, fucking crimey river, you little bitch. Yeah. I don't um, like him. I don't like E. The, the uh, really funny part, though, that, that happened in the mix of all of this sort of rampant homophobia. After E has his freak out and delivers the news about, uh, you know, Vince getting blown uh, on camera. Drama, very pragmatically, uh, shouts, Who's blowing him? <laughs> <laughs> which, which I thought was uh, a nice bit of levity to the uh, proceedings. Well, Drama's the most level-headed in this whole episode. Yeah. Absolutely. He's an actor. He understands, like, you know, he's acting, right? Mm-hmm. He's not really going to get blown. Yeah, and he also kind of... Adam Scott him. famously had a sex scene where he used a dildo... It's not really his dick that's getting felt. Anyway. That was a show. They, they're all sitting in a diner discussing their troubles. Yes. And Turtle is the most opinionated about this incident. Yeah, Turtle's like like red-faced, barely concealing his... <laughs> He's about dick. ready to get up on the table and start screaming and shouting, yeah. pounding his chest. I ain't no queer! I ain't no queer! <laughs> yeah. He, this all, like, the whole idea of just Vince maybe doing a, a gay scene just triggers his, you know, his need to assert his own not-gayness, but probably maybe latent uh, homosexuality, homosexual feelings. There's right? definitely something brewing in Turtle. 
He's yeah. very against this from the get go. Yes, too he's much. He's definitely got a, he's definitely got an agenda. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have the quote that he says in this episode? Because it's pretty horrible. Um, ass ass. I wrote down ass fucked loser or something like that. <laughs> well, he, you're, gonna, well, you're gonna be an ass fucked loser. That's what. Well, I no, no. He says this to drama. After drama says something like, and then drills retorts with something that's so hateful and mean for no reason. Because drama's like, hey, so acting's are Well, you, you're an ass fucked loser. Who cares what you think? Yeah. And he's so upset, and angry. He's like shouting. Yeah, it's like everyone's still kind of like maybe fucking just breaking each other's balls like in a guy bro sort of way. And and Turtles is just like a little too like cutting and aggressive. He's like aiming to hurt. <laughs> yeah. He wants like, to draw blood. And when he draws blood, he draws blood. Yeah. Um, but we kind of skipped over uh, uh, another drama. Drama had some great lines uh, in this episode. This also this episode also had the uh, the famous uh, you have a jerk off with a belt around your neck uh, line, <laughs> which is one it's of just my a favorite. great nonsense because it's drama and turtles sitting at the pool. Yeah, no one's saying anything to each other. And also, drama in the middle of just reading something he just goes, "Hey, you have a jerk off with a belt around your neck." Yeah, and drama and turtles doesn't go like, "What the fuck do you mean?" No, yeah. he was no, like he just asked him like, uh, "Is there where's the bathroom or something like that?" Something just so nonchalant. Yeah. So, um, have have you ever jerked off with a belt around your neck, Andrew? Not yet, but I plan to. Yeah. Zach? Uh, once a week, when I'm feeling frisky. Yeah. And anyway, but what does Turtle say specifically in the uh, diner scene? He says something like, so horrible, and it made me angry watching it. Uh, the part where he says, you you take it in the ass for a guest spot on the Hughleys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a my insult of the week. It's funny, but it's also horrible. It is funny, but it's kind of plopped in between a whole lot of yeah, it's garbage. It's, it's, it's the context of it. Yeah. Uh, but um, there's something specifically he says in the scene where he's just like going on this rant about like the gays are trying to control Hollywood or something like that. <laughs> then they want you to get blown by the sky so you can get into the agenda. And the Holocaust didn't really happen. That's also right. Uh, Turtle also says the Holocaust. Only like, only like 10,000 people died. They exaggerated to get Israel. Did you guys know that jet fuel can't burn through steel? Oh, that's when they discussed that in the... Uh, Baby bro. Baby bro, do you know that jet fuel can't melt through steel? <laughs> they have a flashback to Turtle visiting the 9-11 ruins. <laughs> and he goes, always people die from nothing. All because of oil. <laughs> They should have been at home watching Viking Quest. Then I'd still have a job. All these people died because of oil. <laughs> that's that's the entourage being politically savvy. I read that in a parade article. Parade? Drama would be parade. Oh. Alright. Um so they they have a screening, right? Of of Walsh's Yeah. Plan. The Walsh's first movie, a previous movie. Right, which is called what? Like, Oblivion or some shit? No, like... Yeah, uh, Oblivion, like the Tom Cruise movie. Um, what was it called? Something stupid. It was all black and white, and I th- in every, every scene they showed, uh, every shot they showed was a woman like a, yeah. writhing a woman. On, a, on a beach in black and white. 
and like very, very like crisp black and white, and it looked like a perfume commercial. And then it zooms out, and it's like she's on by the city, by a river, and there's a parking garage there, very visible. Really? Yeah, I remember I the parking garage. No. Or maybe thinking the end of Fast and Furious Seven. But anyway, uh, they're all sitting in Peter. Uh, Turtle and Drama have girls with them because yes. they bribed them to be there. Yes. Oh, yeah. It, this is the episode where Johnny's walking around with, like, the wad of money? Yeah, he's got the wad of money. Pacific, uh, Pacific Blue Residuals, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we sold Malaysia, which I guess it got syndicated in Malaysia? Yeah, I don't know why. So it's such a random place for it to get syndicated in. Malaysians are big on uh, failed sci-fi shows. That's not a sci-fi show. It's like a shitty cop show. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it was Viking Quest. No, Pacific Blue. It was like yeah, yeah, it was yeah, about yeah, cops yeah. on bikes. It was like the ba- it, was, it was like Baywatch kind of like they were trying to get that market. Um, you know, the su- fun in the sun, girls in bikinis, but they just made it cops who ride on bikes on the boardwalk. Anyway, they watched the movie. It's like a. It's supposed to be like a new wave movie, I guess. Very, you know, kind of experimental. This, this is the funniest scene of the episode. Oh, yeah. by far. Like, this yeah. scene belongs in a good episode of the show. For a number yeah. of reasons. Mainly the... Uh, I don't know. I think it's mostly unintentional. Unintentional? Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to laugh at some of the characters. Uh, you're supposed to laugh at the idea that the, uh... None of the... None of the boys get it. They're like, this is dumb. But then they... Whoa, 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 hang on. Let's back up here for a minute, because okay. there's great moments in this. They're watching the movie, and they're all sitting there very thoughtful watching it. Yeah. Uh, there's, this is the most no, one, no one's making any jokes. They, like, made it no. through the whole movie. Like, it seems like everyone's... <laughs> no one's like, yeah, I fuck her. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, look at her tits of the girl from Extra. Right. They're very reverent while watching it. Turtle's not jacking off of the theater as useful. Yeah. He's prone to do that. It's, he, it's he went to the bathroom to go jerk off a couple of times, probably. <laughs> anyway, they're all... It's just so funny seeing them so thoughtful watching this movie because I really want someone to replace this movie with something else. I, I don't know. Uh, any, like, put, like, wavelength on there that uh, any Warhol 40-minute movie where there's just them zooming in the room and this horrible dissonance music keeps playing while these people walking out of his apartment. I really, really love that someone did that. But as soon as the movie ends, the first one to uh, say something is turned out. He goes, "Boring, yeah. piece of shit." But he, but he, he refrained from talking through the movie, which I kind of respect him for. I think he expected everyone to agree. from like, "Oh man, what a piece of shit." Well, because beforehand, beforehand, Eric gave them like a pep talk, and he's like, "Make sure you guys like say you hate this movie." So that was part of part partially he's doing. I don't think so. I think. Turtle was scared and people thought he thought it was good. He probably think he was a queer. If you like the movie. So it's too artsy fartsy. They ain't the, gonna like me no more. But the girl has the good uh Godard reference, right? Yeah, so yes. they they all hate it, but then the quote unquote bimbo stripper they bring along, she's just like right. it reminded me of Godard. Yeah. And that that's a very funny line because you know, you have these you have these movie industry guys who can't roll with the Sundance stuff, but then you have their, like, uh, arm dressing, and they're, you know, s- somewhat serious people. But then drama, you know, gives her $1,000 of Pacific Blue money, and that's out the oh, window. He, oh, yeah, he pays for her rent. I forgot about that. Yeah. But uh, it's just funny that 
I don't think any of them have seen a porn film before, aside from the girls. Yeah. They have they were like, subtitles, fuck that shit. Yeah, like that's a great bit. Like that is a great entourage bit that tells you a lot about like who these characters are and like what their vantage point is in this industry. It's some good commentary, bros. It's pretty smart. Yeah, good commentary. But anyway, that was uh, that scene. And then I think E basically comes along to the idea. No, no, E's against the whole idea still, isn't he? No, yeah, he likes he, the film at the end. He likes the film, but he's still against the idea I think, at the end of the show. Well, he's the still, he, he, the whole thing was that they sat down to watch this film to see, like, if... Because he keeps running around saying Billy Walsh is a fucking psychotic because he wants you to do a gay scene. And they really, like, aggressively drive that point home. How loose cannon and psychotic is a word that's coming up. Oh, you know what? Coming up. To put this in a historical context, it's like two years before uh, Brokeback Mountain. When was that? 06? 05 or 06. Okay. Which, so it would be five, it would be like three or two years before. No, it was, oh, this was 04, so it was like one or two years before. It was, uh, Brokeback was 05. So, 05. Yeah. Yeah, right, so it was a year right early. then. Well, this was made like a year before. Yeah. But as they came out, but as they make clear when Walsh explains this to Vince, this is like thirty-five years after uh, Midnight Cowboy. Right. So this whole exactly. concern that Vince can't be a straight sex symbol if he gets blown by a guy in an indie movie is like right. the writers know how absurd that is but the show won't commit to that viewpoint because it even has like the people who should know better like the publicist still being right. against it yeah because they're all horrible people yeah it's it's mildly infuriating because it's like they're the all writers, monsters like the writers know that it would be fine but they don't want this show's universe to communicate this would be fine it's basically saying uh, gay people does not get better. Fuck off. <laughs> Ari, do, Ari doesn't really weigh in on this, right? Aside from the I don't fact, think he really ever gets told about it. Like, aside from the fact that it's an indie movie and he's just kind of against it for those reasons, um, I, I feel like he's not even included in any. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's in the loop in this whole episode, is he? Yeah, I don't think so. No, he's. This we is have so to... busy with his wife. You know, he with, doesn't with pay it... enough attention to her. Oh yeah, that's right. This also has a scene where where he has a huge. Boner. He's crying. Yeah, he's crying the phone to him. Like, Ari, the director won't let me do this. Ari, the director wants a gay scene. Ari. And Ari has this huge boner. Yeah. Because his wife leaves him hanging with that huge chub. But that boner is very pronounced when I see it in rewatch. Yeah, I did not realize that when I... I do not remember it. If he was a doll, you'd poke your fucking eye out. I do not remember there being like a boner joke in this scene. I remember the scene, I remember him like popping some Viagra and, and like saying like some things about being ready to go, but I do not remember visually there being as prominent of a boner. A visual confirmation of a boner. Yeah, but this rewatch I saw it. I saw that thing. What do you think that What do you think they put in there? Cucumbers. Cucumbers? Yeah, that's several. That's definitely... Like more than one? <laughs> several. They had like a uh, Zach, cucumbers tried to string together. Zach, you think that was cucumbers? Uh, it's probably, probably something like silicone, like probably just like a, like a strap on. Yeah, because it's it's yeah, definitely it, it's a strap on his dick. Like it is a it is definitely a prop boner because like, you guys have seen ridiculous. Birdman. Like I, there's a new standard for uh, 
in-scene boners. Like, that one was throbbing. This one just is stationary. Yeah, it's very disappointed. This one is gestating. You done Who had the boner in Birdman? Was it Edward Norton? Yeah. yeah. That thing's pulsating. You can see it yeah. pulsating. That it looks, like an egg from, it looks like the egg from an alien. Yeah. It's ready to hatch. Yeah. Um... So yeah, Ari oh my god, the egg from oh my god, the egg from Alien looks like a penis head. I just realized that. Yeah. You you Thank just you. noticed that everything in the Alien movies is phallic or phallic. Yeah. 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 Everything in those movies well, is just. Well, it's made by H.R. Giger. Yeah, it's all just dicks and pussies. The whole movie. Do you know what? Do you know yeah. what the H.R. stands for in his name? Home run, because he's been hitting a home run with those. Human no, resources, a, because he keeps no, getting reported to HR. No, it's, hey, really giga. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, they all meet together for a climatic conclusion on the rooftop. Yes. Vince no. con- confronts uh, Billy, like, going, hey, man, I don't get it, but you're a director, and I totally get what you're trying to do. Yep. So I'm, not, I'm down for the ride, bro. Yep. And then Billy goes, hey, man, that's funny. Because it was a joke. I was just testing you. <laughs> whole thing was I don't a want joke. that queer shit in my movie. Yeah, right. Um, so he's vindicated as a character in the world of the show. He's he's suddenly acceptable to work with because there's not really a gay scene in his movie. Yeah, everything is justified. Cheers Tr- abound. Turtle says... Bud, Bud Light is passed around Bud to Light. the whole crew. Budweiser. Yeah, it's oh, not, not even Bud-, Bud Light. It's like the worst of both worlds. Right. You have the calories, calories and it's Budweiser. And it's and it tastes Budweiser. like garbage. Yeah. Can anyone tell the difference between the taste of Bud Light and Budweiser? Um, yeah. Yeah. Bud I still Light. taste pee. I drink both. Pee? Bud Light is like garbage yeah. bread water, and Budweiser is like, it's got the heaviness of a real beer, but it still uh. tastes like garbage bread. It's, ugh. <laughs> it's about right. Is um, Budweiser. The worst is big beer. I would say so. Like the big beer. You know what I mean? Not like... Like macro brews? Yeah. Um, I, Maybe I, Natty I, Ice is worse. I don't... Is that, an, is that a macro? That's like a college beer that's like really cheap. I, I, don't I consider that a macro. I don't... It might... I guess it is. I don't even... It's sold everywhere pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're throwing that in there, then you got to bring in like Milwaukee's Best and all that kind of shit. Oh, God. That is terrible. Um... But I did have a Coors Original, like the Coors Banquet beer, not long ago, and it was fucking terrible. Banquet um, beer. You remember? You know, like the Coors Original, not Coors Light. Yeah, I know Banquet beer is the worst. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was worse than Budweiser. Uh, for an alternative for a good macro beer, I recommend Yingling. Very good. Yeah, also called Yingling by by us human beings. That's no, called Yingling. You said Ningling. I said Yingling. Like it's a fucking panda bear or something. Oh, yeah, Ning Ning. Um, That's like one step away from being very offensive. Why? Oh, you don't know why. Is it? I don't know. So Turtle... My lawyer can tell me no. Turtle is very happy once they... Once Billy Walsh is vindicated and he's not really doing it. He's dancing on the table. He's dancing. He's like... Doing some weird like finger thrust or something like I didn't know what he was fingering. And he's he's like you ain't gonna be doing this, Vince. And he pretends to be being blown like he's putting his hand next to him out like he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like you're not gonna have to do this anymore. Yeah. 
And and that's the last like thirty seconds are just him doing that. <laughs> and then you see like a single tear. It's like not pronounced. Like this is zoom in. But you can see like a single tear just taking start pull down. Yeah. So you understand like oh man, this whole episode is pretty deep. I I don't know if this is an actual line because I wrote these notes a while ago, but I I wrote down in quotes for some reason turtle. Cheers to Vince not blowing some dude. Does he actually say that? Or yes, that? yes, he does. <laughs> Do, okay. That is actually a line at the end. Or not getting blown by some dude. Uh, blown by some dude. Yeah. Uh, one of the two. I don't know if that was an actual line or I just kind of... It, no, it is, it is. Encapsulate I what he said loosely. Um, but this is the easily the worst turtle show. This is a monster. Yeah, this is... We made fun of him before, but this is like a whole other level of horribleness. This is like... That friend you have on Facebook is posting all those right ring screeds going like, hey, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah. Has, do people still say that? Yes. Really? A bunch of aunts and uncles on Facebook are probably getting around saying that still. No, oh, jeez. Uh, and between uh, minion memes, they're doing that. Between what? Minion meets? <laughs> minion memes. Minion memes. Minion. Minion. The minion from Spitball Me. Oh. There's a bunch of memes about them for some reason. Yeah. And it makes no sense why they're being used. Because yeah. they're cute and they say banana. <clears throat> if you don't get that, then, like, get what's out. your problem? Get, get out, out of my country. country. Get out of my country. <laughs> Go back get to where out, you yeah. came from. Anyway, that was the episode. Great episode. What do you well, guys No, there's one more thing. There's well, one more thing. So, uh,. When Billy tells Vince, ah, oh, I was just fucking with you. Oh, oh my God. Vince decides oh, he's pissed. Yeah. yeah. Vince is pissed. He's livid. He's going on a great rant, going, you know what? I can't trust you. I'm walking out of here. And then he turns around and goes, I'm just acting. And I'm just a really good actor after giving the least convincing angry performance I've ever seen in a major television show. If Adrian Greener did not get this entourage role, what would he be doing? Grenier. Yeah, Greener. Grass is always Grenier. Uh, He would have done Drive Me Crazy too. With Melissa Joan Hart, right? Uh, She wouldn't have come back for the sequel because she was too good for (laughs) it. She wouldn't have been in it. It has been starting hand, but it would have been like him playing the same character. Yeah. Oh, he's been dumped. It's like the Midnight Run movies where they recast the whole, uh, they recast Robert De Niro. They made a Midnight Run sequel? They made three of them. Jesus starring, Christ. Starring Christopher McDonald. Wow. <laughs> he's Robert De Niro. Wait, the, Christopher McDonald is like the, the asshole guy from Happy Gilmore, right? Yes. Okay. Ooh, bookends, tying it back to Adam Sandler. Oh, callback. Um, callback to your mama. Callback to Netflix rhymes with wet chicks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but but everyone, everyone in the scene is like blown away by this acting performance. Eternal <laughs> is like about the gate. Like, so, oh my god, we really backed a winning horse here. Like, oh my god. I see Oscar in the future. <laughs> see Oscar on that, on that big I see, uh, I see. Turtles like get, get licking his lips, getting ready for the Oscar. Licking his chops. Yeah. I can, I can get all that gold in my hands. All that gold. There's gold in them hills. There's gold in their gradient hills. 
But yeah, uh, Adrian Greer is a horrible actor, and there's a reason why they only allow him to do carefree for the whole show. Um, yeah, well, he tries to stretch himself a little bit in the Sasha Gray season, right? He, he tries to stretch himself in many seasons, and it always fails. Yeah. We'll get to but, that. It's pretty funny how Vince is like the least essential member of the group, really, when you think about it. What else has Adrian Grenier been in? I, I, I know I had his IMDb open recently because I want to. I, I... They were doing uh, Grass is Always Green, eh? Or, uh, he's in The Devil Wears yet. Prada. Oh, yeah, right. He plays he's Anne Hathaway's boyfriend. And then. Uh, oh, poor Anne he made a He made a few uh, documentaries with HBO because they, they let him. Oh. They're documentaries. Yeah, like he made like one about like a teenage paparazzi. And he made one about like trying to find his dad. They're very <laughs> mediocre. Like, daddy, daddy, where are you? Daddy, daddy. Is that what you're doing for the whole documentary? Andrew, wasn't I showing you like some link like of some film that was directed yeah. by a guy named Ari Gold that had yes. a, a guy named Ari Gold that had Adrian Grenier in it? Yes. Yeah, okay, so that was a thing, and I didn't... Okay, okay. You know what? How many Uranias would you give this episode? Um, out of how many? Out of 28 and a half. Uh, one for, I guess, drama's dialogue and Ari's dialogue. Exactly. I would give this a uh, half a Grenier. <laughs> I, I hate this episode. This is terrible. I wouldn't give it half a gradient to it. It's horrid. It is. I don't. This is the worst of entourage. So all you guys watched this previously when it when it first aired, or roughly when it first aired. Did yeah. Any of you yeah. remember that how bad this was? No, not at all. I was Me eleven, neither. so yeah. Okay. I was just like, I was like dude. I was like fifteen. So look I'm at like, all these yeah. women walking Ooh, in and out of the frame for no reason. Yeah. You were too I mean, busy jacking off like we were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was like, ha ha, they went to Coffee Bean and Ari went to Starbucks. <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. Too funny. <laughs> Great <laughs> gag. Um, anyway. Andrew, uh, what do you give it? I did it half a grenade. Oh, half a grenade. Oh, the mayo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good transition for our uh, next gag. You want to get our, our next segment? Yeah. You want to get into it? Yeah, hold the Greniers our next segment. Hold the Greniers. <laughs> uh, well, if you were getting hungry, you would watch me on drive all these episodes. And so me and Eric goes like, huh, what can we do to pass the meantime? Let's make some meals out of this. So we looked at the blind entourage recipes, and lo and behold, we found a link uh, to a gracious food and wine article listing all these great foods inspired by the movie uh, Entourage. By the TV show as well. Yeah, that too. <clears throat> Let me read it right here. Ultimate HBO Entourage Guide: Viewing Party Recipes and Menus. Does Vince Turtle and the Gang live it up in Mexico? We celebrate the fifth season. It takes place during the fifth season. A package of our favorite Entourage-inspired dishes from a Hollywood chef's healthy cookout menu to Latin cocktail party recipes. Ooh la la! And where and advice on where to eat Los Angeles? Well, we get to. Uh, the first part, because we're a global audience, we're not centered around Los Angeles. Anyway, I'm moving off the first one. Go on. Uh, Eric will read after me, and then uh, 
Zach. You yeah. Take place right here. Okay. <clears throat> the Breslin's ricotta pancakes with orange syrup. While April Bloomfield's pancakes are delicious on their own, they're exquisite with the soft ricotta topping, crunchy sliced almonds, and ingeniously vibrant and neon bright orange syrup. Now, see, what you want to do is get your flour, get uh, your milk, your cream, put that all into a big old bowl, mix it up. You want it nice and steamy, nice and cool. Uh, then just throw it into a big old pan, heat it up to 350 degrees, and you got it good. And then as soon as you're done, flip them over. You know, you got to flip pancakes, and so I call them pancakes. Now they're all nice and little brown, take them out. Throw the ricotta on it, and then you're golden. That sounds really good. Um, so yeah, definitely make those. Uh, I have uh, I have a contribution to this. Uh, these are glazed cinnamon rolls. If your sweet tooth hasn't been uh, satiated already, uh, I'm gonna talk about glazed cinnamon rolls with pecan swirls. Uh, Megan Garrett needs at least two days to make the rolls. She heats and serves them mini cast iron skillets. Baking these cinnamon rolls in big batches makes them. Uh, makes the effort worth it. They take the time but are so satisfying. So basically what you're going to do here, you're going to get your cinnamon, you're going to get your egg, you're going to get your sugar glaze, you're going to get your flour, you're going to get your eggs. You're going to throw it all in a bowl, you're going to mix it up, you're going to get that nice and frothy, you're going to make sure the skin is completely evaporated. And then once you've done that, you're going to pour it into your skillets, you're going to throw it into the oven 360, you're going to bake it until it's uh, golden brown, pull it out, throw your glaze on top of there, and you're good to go. Thank you, Zach. We're going to celebrate Medellin, the movie within a TV show, with fabulous Latin-inspired cocktails and delicious hors d'oeuvres, including this uh, shrimp and squid cocktail with avocado and tomato. The Spanish name for the seafood salad is Vuelva a la Vida, which means return to life. The reason, this cold, refreshing, vitamin C-rich starter is a reputed hangover cure. It's especially popular in Nicaragua, in in coastal towns in mexico and basically what you do is you get a martini glass and you just shove a bunch of shrimp and squid and avocado and tomato and you cram it into this martini glass and it is disgusting that sounds great that's that's all you do um you can get it uh yeah sort of they don't say it's it's like a cocktail it's supposed to be a cocktail but it just looks like what's in it uh, shrimp and squid and avocado and tomato. Where can I get the shrimp? Um, you can get the shrimp from, uh, trying to see this page. This site is horribly designed. Well, they're our sponsor. Please help us Yeah, we'll, we'll edit this we'll, out. We'll, we'll Food and wine. <laughs> Food and wine. He, uh, we'll edit this out. You guys uh, are great. You guys have been great for us. You've given us so much. They gave us a lot for the Kickstarter. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. How much? What's the five hundred dollar reward again? Um. You get to uh. With for five hundred dollars, you you could uh you could hang out with us if if we ever make it to L.A. Yeah, you get like a brew or something. Yeah, we'll buy a beer. Yeah. Um, you know, so of the five hundred you donate, we'll we'll buy like we'll throw six back to buy you a beer. Anyway, let me get to the next one. Right. Uh. This one's called Apple Crumb Coffee Cakes. I know, it sounds a little bit weird. A lot of sweets today. Yeah, a lot of sweets. Because, you know, Entourage is a little bit sweet show, and I guess they're showing their sweet side here. Yeah. Anyway, I know everything from fresh blueberries to chocolate chips. I, 
you jerk of his delicious crumb coffee cake? Of course the cakes are great. You just dice apple too. Anyway, that sounds, here's that how sounds delicious. How do you make it? it? How do you make it? Well, I'll tell you. You get your bread, you get the coffee, then you get crumbs, and you put it all together, and boom, baby, you got apple crumb cake. Oh. Throw that all in the oven, 350 degrees, 12 minutes tops. Uh, you'll smell it when it's done. It's that and simple. It's that simple. How and long does that take front to back, would you say? 28 minutes. You get a delicious breakfast, nutritious breakfast with big, big flavors. You uh, get all the vitamins you need for the day to get you going. Yeah. Um, I mean, I eat this every day, and you know what? I'm like 300 pounds now. I'm down for 400. Um, well, I uh, we we've been kind of going down the sweet uh, the sweet route. So I'd like to introduce a little savory into this. I have uh, a breakfast burrito at the ready. Does this um, go well with the uh, apple crumb cake? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you get your sweet. I know. I, I don't know when I'm at a breakfast buffet. I like to maybe dabble with maybe something a little sweet early, and then I hit it hard with the savory with the omelet station and the uh, the bacon and all that stuff. So maybe you're like that. Maybe you're in reverse. But um, either way, I got a breakfast burrito here. How many lunchrooms have disgusting Taco Tuesdays? Asked Chef Spike Mendelson. As an alternative, he stuffs burritos with scrambled eggs lightened with egg whites, feta turkey bacon and spinach so basically what you're going to do here you're going to get your wraps you're going to throw them you're going to roll them out make them nice and flat you're going to pound them you're going to pound your tortillas until they're nice and flat get them nice and thin then you're going to get your eggs you're going to throw it in a little bowl you're going to crack your eggs open make sure you don't get any shells in there because you don't want to get chip your tooth or anything you get some arugula in there you get your feta you get your turkey bacon you get your spinach you mix that all up you mix it up you make it nice and fine get a nice little bubbles going on in there you want to make the oxygen pop with the uh intensity of your mixing and then you throw it all in the oven 350 degrees 20 minutes you're done ready to go inside of 20 minutes you have a delicious breakfast. that sounds so delicious i love breeze you know that i do uh you know what my nickname is what is it burrito Burrito. boy (laughs) first of all it's not burrito boy it's burrito man get it right because i think it's what you eat for every meal of the day pretty much so that uh, recipe's gonna be great so that's going to make sure the oxygen pops, right? Yeah, I mean, you want to mix That seems it. like my main mistake, because I always do it, but I always make the oxygen part. Well, that's and the big tur- part. And then it turns into the- a fajita. Well, that's what makes the eggs fluffy, is when you make the oxygen pop when you're mixing. That's yeah, because when I finish it, it just turns into a fajita. Anyway, uh, that's, you how like you- that's how you make the food. Well, uh, that's been our show. Uh, I hope you enjoy eating those delicious meals. You get apple crumb cakes every day. Oh, I didn't this out. This is terrible. <laughs> Zach, you, you close the show out. Well, uh, that's all for now on Talking About Turtle. Tune in next week when we talk about the season finale. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, oh, that's right. For everybody, uh, for everybody here at Talking About Turtle, I am your guest, Zach Heltzel. I will not be back. Uh, until the episode until next that. Until next season. So, uh, no, no, you'll be in the middle. You'll be in our break. Ah, did, oh yes. We talked about Jimmy Neutron, yeah. which we're very excited for. Me, Zach, Eric, and uh, past guest Claude will be talking about it. I don't know if I'm going to be around for that yet, so don't. Well, we already have you scheduled, so you know. All right. well, anyway, anyway scratch it. that. I will be back for the Jimmy Neutron episode, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And so, Eric, you scheduled in. All right, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I have you on my ledger here. I'll see what I got going on.
you don't need to see. I told you, you got to go on, you got that. All right. Listen, you know, I made a podcast. So yeah, no, I, we'll figure it out. Well, just close out the show. I got to go. Pretty kind of go. Close out the show. I got to go. You live alone, piece of shit. Where do you got to fucking go? go? I got to get going. I got. What the fuck do you do? I have to make lunch. I'll call you.